The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted, and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert, make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, my friends, I know, yeah, I know exactly what you're thinking, right? It's how good for, yeah, I know, yeah. It's a rhetorical trick, you know. Yeah, uh, how good it is, you know, we get to, we get to see John the Baptist uh, two weeks in a row, you know, and uh, Father Daniel's probably having a great day on, on this one. So, um, yeah, it is, you know, it is a great day. It's, it's a day that, that we rejoice. We're, we're lighting the, uh, the rose candle, right? I'm wearing the, the rose vestments. Uh, we're, uh, we're really making a go of it. Of course, this Sunday is always after the halfway point of, of Advent. We see that the, the end is in sight, and, uh, and we're happy that our Advent preparations are paying off, right? We're, we're more eager to receive the Lord and his, and his rule, right? We're more eager to, to play our part in, in advancing his rule uh, throughout all of creation, and, uh, and he's giving us the strength to, uh, to persevere. Now, for us, of course, the, um, the uh, Advent this year is, is a very short one, and so we've got, we've got a week uh, to Christmas. So, yeah, our preparations then have to take on, you know, this, this last what is this third week of, of Advent? Usually then we have the fourth week of Advent. Well, we do have the fourth Sunday of Advent. This week is followed on immediately by, by Christmas Eve, right? By Christmas Eve Masses. And right. So we have, to, we have to take two weeks now and cram it into one. Do you know the... <laughs> this is just a motivational speech, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, so you've got two weeks, you've got to cram it into one, you've got to tw- twice the, in- this week, twice the intensity, twice the energy, twice the, okay, okay. I, do- I don't know if it works out that way for any of us, but, uh, but, but give it a shot, you know, give it, give it as much as you have, right, this, this uh, for us, this last week, really, of Advent. Yeah, the, the, um, there's a couple things going on in the passage. I, I don't want to keep doing the, doing the John the Baptist theme homily, although I think, you know, I could probably hear it 20 times a year, you know, but, but I'll, I'll spare you, you know, the, the, uh, the going through it. If you want to hear more about John the Baptist, perhaps just 
get last week's on the on the podcast, you know, like check out check out the video or something of, of last week. Uh, but there are a couple of things here that uh, that really um, one uh, questions that I think are good for us to answer, and then just a, a little bit more into into the theme of this last week of our preparation for for the coming uh, for the coming birth of of Jesus, our King, uh, whose whose um, whose glorious return we also eagerly anticipate, uh, and we anticipate in the present by living under His rule and advancing His rule. So yeah, we see we have a number of themes here in the gospel. You know, Jesus as the light. Yeah, John is sent to give testimony to the light. He is not the light. He came to testify to the light. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus is the light of the world. And just as the just as the uh, the word of God is is spoken in the beginning of of creation to uh, to scatter the darkness and and bring all things into being, so now the the light of God, the the word of God, is being spoken into the world. Right? Not, so not withdrawing from the world, but being spoken into the world to scatter the darkness of creation as it is and to affect a new creation. A new creation, uh, say, uh, unhindered by the rule of sin and death, the scourge of sin and death. A new creation that lives out perfectly uh, the holiness and justice of God's rule. We get a whole bunch of that in, in the readings that have come before the gospel, right? It's it's holiness and justice. It's uh, it's dedication to to God, and that lived devotion in every human endeavor and activity. So so as to say, we give ourselves over to God, the God who is love, and giving ourselves over to the God who is love, we are dedicating ourselves to the cause of love, which means then we have to be about the activity of love in the world. And yeah, that, I mean, I'm thinking of the, also the, the great hymn, the, the, king of, the king of love my shepherd is, right? The king of love my shepherd is. So the king of love also rules by love. He rules by mercy. Thank God, right? He ruled that he rules by mercy. He rules by mercy. He rules by love. And he's caught us up into his rule and makes us ambassadors of his rule, agents of his rule. And that means that we live inspired by love, uh, always about the works of love. So, you know, as, as Christians, one of the questions that we can, we can always ask, really want to ask Jesus, uh, but we can ask ourselves and try to, try to chart the course for ourselves, is what is, the, what is the most loving thing I can do here, right? The most loving thing is to pay attention to Father Daniel right now. Do you know? The most... <laughs> so, Sometimes the, sometimes the practical demands of, of charity are, are right there. It's very easy to, it's very easy to grasp them. Yeah, what is the most loving thing I can do? And if we ask that as a prayer to Jesus, right, the king of love is going to shepherd us into that. He's going to give us the strength and sustenance that we need to persevere in, in that way. Yeah? And that's going to be then the, the activity of the new creation that brings God's light to life in the world and scatters the darkness of our hearts, of our, of our lives, of our world, okay? So this is like the first little part. Again, the testimony, the testimony of John, uh, the, the uh, Jews from Jerusalem, quote-unquote, sent priests and Levites to him. Who are you? He admitted and did not deny, I'm not the Christ. Okay, so Christ, Elijah, the prophet. Okay, the, the Christ, we know the Messiah, the one who's going to uh, not only affect God's renewal movement, but he's going to be at the head of God's renewal movement. He's going to drive it on. And, and the people of Israel are going to follow him into renewal, not only renewal of themselves, but under the king and the lord of, of the entire world, they're going to affect the renewal of all creation. 
Yeah, this, this does actually decisively happen in Jesus. Yeah, he, he is at the head of his people, but this is, John is not this character. He's not Elijah, and he's not the prophet. The prophet here is, is probably referring to, to Moses. There's, there's a bit of ambiguity in, not only in the Elijah, there's the Elijah figure and also the prophet, the prophet figure. The idea goes back to the prophet Malachi, who says, you know, in advance of the great and terrible day of the Lord, right, the, the, the firm and final implementation of the rule of God, and that day when, all, when, when, uh, when the rule of God is, is revealed and all peoples are made subject to it, in advance of that day, you have a prophetic figure to prepare the way. Yeah, so Elijah, the prophet, they're trying to get a sense of, of who John is, right? They're trying to get a sense of, of who he is because, you know, it's, it's not so simple as to say, okay, this is the stuff of, you know, classroom discussion, right? When we see that, the Pharisees, in fact, have sent them out. Yes, yeah, some Pharisees were also sent. This, this pressure group that was intent of, on their agenda for the renewal of Israel, that, oh, by the way, pr- happened to profit them. Right? There was, they sent out, right? We, we've got this pressure group, ramp, ramp up the pressure on these people to, hey, go and do your job. That guy over there is doing this kingdom movement thing right? And he's not really coming under our authority. So in the least, we're not going to benefit from it. From it. But at most, yeah, it's, that's a real threat to, to our power and authority. That's a threat to your power and authority. So go out, there and, go out there and see what he is and put him in his place, right? That's, what, that's what's going on. And we'll see later on the putting, in the putting in his place of John the Baptist when Herod arrests him, throws him in prison, prison eventually cuts his head off. That's, that's what they want. That's what's happening here. So when we see the light coming into the darkness, it's not just this, um, I don't know, this kind of symbolic reference. It, there really is darkness, and it's, it's already on the prowl in the first chapter of, of the Gospel of John here. And Jesus is coming into that. And, it, and it's not as though, you know, John the Baptist, so the, the idea, okay, they're asking him about, the, about the, being the figure of Elijah. Elijah, a very particular figure, we know because we have the extended reading uh, from the prophet um, Elijah in, in our uh, annual feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, right? So before he goes to Carmel, we see him dealing with the prophets of Baal. And by dealing with the prophets of Baal, I mean, he's slaughtering like 500 people, right? That's Elijah, okay? So this is fighting fire with fire. This is, it's clear that although in the early Christian community, and even Jesus himself is likely to identify John as the Elijah figure, he does it in a relatively symbolic manner, right? He's taking on the, the cloak of Elijah, but he's not taking on, say, um, the, the means or methods of, of Elijah. John the Baptist is not accused of killing anybody, right? So, he, so he's affecting the renewal movement. He's preparing the way for the coming Messiah according to the mold of the coming Messiah, according to the mold of, of the coming king, right? So there's, there's perhaps ambiguity in the, in the thing, but it's clear in any sense that John is preparing the way for the coming of Christ. And here he has, you know, the, the man then who leads this massive movement, the man that's drawing the attention, in the, he's in the wilderness, he's drawing the attention of the, of the most powerful people in the nation, such that there's so much pressure to go out and, and see him and put him in his place, right? He's the one who turns around and says, Mm, not me, but someone else. 
Not me, but someone else. Right? So if we, we, can, we can get a foothold here for ourselves now 2,000 years on and say something like, okay, well, I know that the light is coming in the darkness, and he's coming into the real darkness of our world, and he's coming into the real darkness of my heart. So let's not be afraid then to come before our king, who, who is the light of the world, and has come to scatter the darkness. So in prayer, I think we ought not avoid or try to obscure or um, uh, shelter from God the darkness of our hearts, right? We have to come with real vulnerability to him. He's the king of, he's the king of our hearts. He's the king of our lives. He's the king of the world. And, and the light needs to shine into the darkest corners of our hearts, our lives, and the world. So when we come before him in prayer, we ought not hold back there. We ought to say, Lord, okay, you, this, is, this is part of you know, making our progress through uh, praying, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, and supplication. As soon as we say in adoration, you, Lord, I adore you. I love you. You are the light of the world. Right? You are the light of the world. Then the very next step is a matter of contrition, right? which is to say that my whole life is not light. Yeah. So then in, the, in contrition, we say, Lord, here's the darkness. Yeah, here's the darkness. I turn it over to you, illuminate it, turn it into light, whatever it may be. I want to be so conformed to you, the light of the world, that my whole life is light. And then we look out and say thanksgiving and say, look at, look at this, my corner of creation, it's not all light. <laughs> you know, it's not, I put it mildly, do you know, it's not all light. But here I know I'm thankful for the fact that you've called me to be here as your good steward so that I can shine your light into this particular corner of creation. And I do that by loving and loving well. By loving you, Lord, right? By loving you in thankful praise and by pouring myself out in service of you, loving the people that you're entrusting to my care. Bringing your love to life, right? And then supplication. What I need to be able to do that, Jesus, you know, like what I need is another hour or two in the day. <laughs> yeah, like what, what I need is for you to supernaturalize my time so that I can, I can get to everything, right? I can, no, what I need is, you know, patience, peace, whatever, because shining light into darkness is, is, not, easy, is not easy at all. He, he knew it immediately, right? John knew it. Jesus knew it immediately. We have to, we have to know it as well. But trust, trusting and following the Lord, who is the King of love and the light of the world, we can bring the light and love of God to bear exactly where we are.